0: calm down there we go
1: not just phil x we've got the go-go's right after man
0: it's a big afternoon for us mm. do you hear me now you hear me now yep we got you loud and clear sounds good which this one's better yeah, yeah. we yeah. couldn't hear you
1: before but uh, we've gonna, got guess, phil x followed by the go-go's it's a I'm big afternoon <laughs> <laughs> he's that's the man
0: a... behind the mask
1: a <laughs> little alice cooper
0: that frozen ghost?
1: that's <laughs> alice cooper Oh, that's Alice Cooper, the mask.
2: I'm sorry, I'm I'm so, I'm I'm gonna be Canadian today. Nice, yeah, nice
1: toque. i will have to ask Felix. Why haven't you ever played with Alice Cooper? Everybody else has.
2: I wouldn't say everybody else. I recorded with Alice Cooper, which is oh, that's right. Uh, which is to me was pretty meaningful. Like uh, it was Brutal Planet back in 2001. The funny that's, thing,
1: that's right. Is hmm.
2: like, I, I mean I think I think I've said this. I've told this story. A lot, but it was like Rob Zombie gave my number to Alice Cooper when they were golfing. <laughs> that's
0: a pretty good story.
2: Yeah, yeah, guy. and it yeah. went down like that. So it was kind of a, I mean, if someone's gonna give your name number to somebody, that's a that's a pretty
1: cool referral, right? Yeah, you've yeah. been getting a lot of good referrals that, and of course the the Bon Jovi one and and Triumph. I mean, <laughs> you've you've, you've You've done oh good in the God. world of referrals.
2: Yeah, I'm, I've done so well that it's a giant, huge mess behind me. I just noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly recording. I'm, I'm working, I'm recording. I'm, uh, this is the same computer here that I record on. Oh,
1: I'm squelching a little bit.
0: You yeah. Can
2: see my dad's right behind me right there. That's my dad
0: in Suzuki. Huh. Oh, that's re- nice.
2: Yeah. It. Uh, It uh, it was a it was a six string instrument before before it became a four string I mean an eight string instrument so it's it used to be three pairs and then
0: in the fifties or the sixties it became four pairs. So what kind of sound does it have? Does it sound almost like a mandolin with like a longer neck or? No,
2: no, see that it doesn't sound like a mandolin because it's not short. Like Mm. that's a long neck. It's twenty four or something higher than that frets, Mm. and uh, it's really awkward to play because it's got a really what? What? it's like you need a some you need to velcro it to your belt or something <laughs>
0: interesting okay, okay, so so wait a a minute. Jeremy boys.
2: we've never I've never spoken to you before this, this
0: guy yeah. no we've never met that's right I'm Jeremy nice to meet you man <laughs> <laughs> hello
2: <laughs> bonjour
0: we're talking like that we already know each other it's like I,
2: I didn't know Mitch
1: needed help
0: <laughs> yeah Mitch always needs help look at him come on now
1: you know what? Listen, I've gotten to the age where I need to retire, and I, you know, Jeremy's only twenty-six, so we got, got to bring him in. Let him in, in slowly. Yeah, see, yeah. but he is—he is the number one um, on-air personality in Montreal. Believe it or not,
2: that's so, fantastic. Believe
1: yeah. it or not. So, yeah, there you go. You know, I do believe it. I
2: yeah. do believe it because you're Canadian. Yeah. Canadians kick ass. Small market, but can, most Canadians that kick ass <clears throat> move to the states and kick ass. <laughs>
1: Like Todd and Brent and yourself, yeah. You know, I,
2: I, uh, funny. I was on TikTok a couple of weeks ago, or was it a month ago? I don't know. We talked about coffee.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking it now. Is that is that a Timmy's? Coffee. You got a Tim Hortons brew in there or what? Uh, no way. <laughs> no, no. Even people that drink Tim Hortons don't like Tim Hortons. They just drink it because the it's, it's only time. Comedians.
2: The only time I have Tim Hortons is when I go to Toronto to visit my mom, or if Bon Jovi's playing the Air Canada Center, which isn't the Air Canada Center anymore. No, uh, no. what is it? The oh.
1: Scotiabank Place or whatever Scotiabank, whatever. Arena. Yeah. Scotiabank so Arena? Every time
2: I go to Toronto and specifically <laughs> Mississauga to visit my mom, I go to I meet Gil Moore at Tim Hortons and we have coffee and talk nice. and
0: stuff. But uh, he's a uh, yeah. We, we're still in touch. It's pretty awesome. Um, you said you were they, you're recording right now. So on the computer that you're on, this is your Pro Tools computer and like you use this for all your like recording stuff? Yes. Nice. And, so, and Zoom. And Zoom. Yeah, Mitch. So, you know, we're, we're on like a Bon Jovi computer right now, technically.
2: No, I don't record Bon Jovi here. You should. Pretty, pretty Why much not? Every, everything but. <laughs> no, yeah. I was actually, I'm working on some drills today. Yeah. Um, so let's, let, <clears throat> let's
1: talk about the drill. Uh, let's talk
2: about drills.
1: Mm. Uh, the the uh, Stupid Good Looking Things Volume 2 is coming out in the future. And yes. I'm just going to read because I got it in front of me. You got Tommy Lee, Liberty DeVito, who played, of course, with uh, Billy Joel for years, mm. Kenny Aronoff, who's played well with pretty much everybody. Yeah. And Ray Luzier, who, of course, is with uh, the one and only. Um, uh, Corn. Was that? Corn. Corn. Yeah. Corn. But I was, I was going to say hey, the guy from you, The Killer are you Dwarf. Jeez. <clears> uh, uh, there's
2: also. Uh, um, jeremy spencer who was oh, actually yeah. the original drummer in the drills before he moved on to metal with <gasps> uh and didn't really well with uh five finger death punch <gasps> and um and there's uh, i think we're still missing somebody brian tishy is on a track
0: nice right
2: more volume two was going to be six so it looked like a package volume one was six tracks volume two will be six tracks And then we thought, you know what, people have waited so long, let's just make it 10 tracks. And then we can also repeat drummers. So it's going to be six drummers that you haven't heard from, but we're going to repeat (laughs) Brent and I believe Abe. And uh, Brent's on a few tracks because we've actually done a few recordings together. Um, But uh, Gary Novak. Is the drummer that played on the current single which is i love you on
1: her lips yes mm, so nice so, so talk to me about this because with, with golden robot uh, maybe it's their the labels a way to market stuff but you sort of every band and including the drills you you, you put out a, a single every whatever three months four months whatever and the albums come down the road is that something that that you want to do is that a label decision and in a sense, it's kind of cool because it, it sort of keeps you in the news every few yeah. months, right?
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if you don't... I personally believe, like, I follow, you know, the temperature of the music industry changes all the time. But the one thing that stays constant is that people want content. Mm-hmm. And now they don't want... Sometimes they want it all at the same time and sometimes they don't. I remember, you know, I do a live chat on the PhilX app twice a week and we talk... I talked to the fans and I'm like, so would you guys want, you know, would you prefer six songs or 10 songs? And everybody's like unanimously 10 songs would be amazing. So, um, you know, I have to listen
0: to my public cause we're all buds now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. And, and, you know, talking about all those drummers that you have on this project, it's like, they're all, comp- they're all totally different from each other. So it's like, you know, Talking about yeah. Tommy Lee, is Tommy is actually Tommy playing a drum kit or is he like programming beats on this? Because, you know, he could do both. Oh, hey, no. Can, oh, can, yeah, he can, can I stop both, you just but... a
1: second? Are, are is, is the audio sort of funky for both of you? Because it's coming in funky on Jeremy's end and coming in funky on Phil's end.
2: I don't. I don't know. I'm hearing everybody pretty good. Yeah. Phil,
0: Phil's right. coming in a little squelchy every now and then, but he, it seems, seems to be balanced still... out now. Maybe he will just stay right on the mic and not
2: yeah. get
1: loud. But I'm, I'm hearing that on yours too, Jerry. I, maybe it's my end. Who knows? All right, okay. all right go on.
0: Well, maybe both of our connections are terrible today. Maybe.
1: All right, maybe. maybe.
2: Um. But yeah, go you know ahead. What? I I uh, when because I'm I'm uh associated with and uh, and have worked with all these drummers before. Um, I just you know Tommy's a bro. I played on all the a lot of guitars on his uh, solo record. So. I call him up and I go, "Hey man, you want to play on the track?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, come on over." And he come. I go, you know, we went to his studio, and uh, actually, he got so involved that I sent him. Like, I wrote a song. I listened to a Motley Crue live drum solo where he was playing this groove, mm-hmm. and I want to. When I call up a drummer and say, "Hey, do you want to play on the track?" I don't I don't want it to be like hey pick one. I want it to be like something I put together for that drummer. So I took this groove and I wrote a song to the groove and I sent it to Tommy and I go, "Hey, this is do you want this is the song I'd love you to play on." And he goes, "Ah, oh, man, this is amazing, but I think it's fast. Can you can we slow it down?" And then he got on his computer and took a sample of what I sent him and put a groove to it like 10 beats per minute slower so I could hear what it would sound like. And then when we got into the studio, we slowed it down even more. And uh, But it's funny because before we did that, we recorded four other drummers at his studio. I think it was uh, um, Abe and Matt Chamberlain Mm. and Kenny Aronoff and uh, I want to say Glenn Sobel and Randy Cook, another Canadian. And um, so he came down when we were doing the Matt Chamberlain. And he's like, what is this? Oh my God, <laughs> it's a new Joel's track. And he's like, who is that? And he's talking about Matt Chamberlain, who's totally killing the track. Hmm. And uh, he's listening and he's really animated in the studio. Like he's like a kid in a candy store. He's like. <laughs> nice. He's actually grooving he's,
0: he's into it. He's grooving. He's in One it, of those SNL characters it gets, from back in the day.
2: <laughs> and, and this is the thing he. He's into it, and he's grooving, and the head's bobbing. And then we get to the bridge, and he kind of stops. And he's looking around. And I'm like, I got to change the bridge. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If Tommy stops bobbing his head, that means it ain't right. So I went home, and I rewrote the bridge. And then I called him the next day. I go, hey, man, check this out. I rewrote the bridge. He goes, why'd you rewrote the bridge? I go, because you stopped bobbing your head. And he's like, you're kidding me. You rewrote a bridge because I stopped bobbing my head. I go,
0: "Fuck yeah, dude!" Wow, it's better than having like an A and R guy over your shoulder. You just got Tommy Lee. If he's vibing, great. If not, gotta rewrite it. But
2: exactly. then he got re- he got even more when he heard that track. He got even more excited about playing on the on the track that I sent him. And it was the same thing with Matt Chamberlain. Matt Chamberlain is such a great drummer, and we did a session together. And when they were like, hey, why don't you guys take five, we gotta like set something up, like a vocal chain or something. We would start jamming Zeppelin. And I'm like, oh my God, this got such a great vibe and a great player and all that stuff. So I had that's I sent him two songs or three songs and I said, hey man, two. And he just wrote back and said, hey man, I'll play on anything. And I'm like, that's not what I wanna hear. So then I specifically wrote something to say on volume one, for matt chamberlain and i sent it to him and then i got the correct answer which was oh yeah dude this is awesome i'll play on this for sure so that's <laughs> i mean i don't i wanted to be every time we went in, in in it the whole thing trickles into volume two where though every time we went into studio with the drummer that drummer's in the band for an hour and a half so it's me dan sorry
0: mm-hmm.
2: dan <laughs> and a drummer and whether it's Taylor Hawkins or Tommy yeah, Lee, it's we're sitting there talking about this is going to happen here. And this is going to happen here. And I'm like, Hey, can you hit more snares in that section? And he goes, I kind of like, I thought it was dramatic when there wasn't a snare there. So I'm this is the second time. And we're talking like a band. Hmm. Meanwhile, me ha- having a history with tommy since 99 is one thing but dan walked in met tommy and now he's recording with him so he was kind of flipped out because he's a huge tommy um uh, Monty crew fan yeah so
0: uh
2: don't worry he kept it together because he's a <laughs> he's, he's a he's a cool cucumber
0: unlike mitch um,
1: would be fangirling would be fangirling <laughs> by the way when he's describing that they every drummer's in for an hour and a half i'm thinking when did this become an la guns interview i'm
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Bottom titch. laughs> there's
1: there's a few bands,
2: man. You know what? It's funny, though, because the drums have had so many live drummers. And so that's why to the, the drummers, it's not, you know, it's it, it just seemed like the next step to get like 14 drummers on the tracks.
0: Yeah, yeah but
1: they're um, all they're all they're all great. I mean, how, how do you, you say no? Else, if- what,
2: you know who was who wasn't on your list? And I didn't even mention so. Tico Torres is on the track. Oh um, wow. So nice. A, I was living in Vegas at the time in 2018. We were touring. We were playing T-Mobile Center. And then the next day we had a day off. So I walked up to Tico the day before and I said, Hey man, um, we've got a day off tomorrow. I know you love your days off. But like he goes golfing and just chills out and stuff. But if if I get a studio, would you come in and play drums on a drills track? And he goes, yeah, I'd do anything for you, and I'm like. Ah, uh. So we went in the studio and cut a Tico track. So, um, it's a really exciting track. I'm so excited, and, and I don't tell people who's drumming on it when I send a rough around. I send it to Dan. I go, hey, what do you think this? And then I send it to a couple of other people, and they're like, who's on drums? And I go, Fuck, Tico motherfucking Torres.
0: <laughs> or they go, ugh, who's on drums? No, no, hey. they go, they love Tico. Dude, isn't he one of the most underrated, underrated guys yeah
1: totally Jake, t- totally hooks on you yeah you know they they, they have there's, there's a bunch of them where we have these conversations who's the greatest guitarist and who's this and there's a lot you know tom hamilton on bass gets overlooked joey kramer gets overlooked tico torres gets overlooked all the, and it's just like no yeah Dude. listen to those songs they're fucking solid they are solid, you know yeah
2: but it's anyway. not only he owns every measure in that yeah. band. Yeah, he plays like a metronome. He's yeah. locked in. Of every song, and yeah. he has this Cuban slight swing happening with everything. And it's it's pretty amazing. Like mm. I I and I have this great relationship with him on and off stage. When we're on stage, there's a couple of times where uh we just look at each other and we like we do an extended always solo when uh, and it was one of the two of the best in 2019 one was at the at the Wembley Stadium in uh, 2019 yeah and then the second one Rockin' Rio so I'm just doing this and it's funny I don't know I feel like oh man that was that one was okay but then my wife calls me because it was broadcast in the U.S. and she goes oh my god your solo always brought me to tears my point is that me and Tico look at each other and we kind of he'll do a fill and I'll do something off his fill and then he'll do a fill off what I just did. And and we have that cooking all the time. And I love that. I think mm. I, I think that element of communication and chemistry is missing in a lot of live
0: situations. So yeah. we, I think we keep it alive. I'm, I'm happy to say. And it's nice to see that you guys have that band camaraderie where you can actually go on stage and have some fun. It's not just like, you know, a business engagement. You're there just having a blast playing some rock and roll. Exactly. Listen, and it's funny because there's a,
2: a coda that we do. The opening, the, the last record, the Bon Jovi record was This House Is Not For Sale.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we opened the entire like three years with that song. And there's a coda in that song where I do solo at the end and I'm just I it's basically me saying hey man here I am it's Phil X hello so I do my thing and then I I, you know after a couple of weeks oh that that's cool and that's cool oh I love that lick I'm gonna keep doing that and then oh no every night but then Tico started Doing what I was doing on guitar, but on drums, and I turned around.
0: And what, what was that? That was amazing! Holy shit! <laughs> oh, that's epic! I'm gonna have to go on YouTube and like try and find something of that because that's awesome. Yeah, find some of that stuff. It's because it's
2: uh,
1: it's exciting. It's
2: exciting. Nothing beats a Bon
0: Jovi show. Nothing yeah, beats it. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: That and Metallica. I, those are still they're still my two. If I have to start choosing between which bands I'm gonna pay to go see, those are still the two that I'm going to. Wow, check that shit out, man. Mm. Oh, listen, I've seen, I don't know, 36, 37 Bon
0: Jovi shows. It never gets old. Phil, you know, wow. Mitch had an, a Bon Jovi playlist in his phone. I don't know if you still have it or not, but how many songs was it? Uh, I have it. It's uh, its just under
1: 600 songs. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'll go, I'll go check. Give me what? a second.
0: Perfectly curated like he he, like like Ziffy was the music director of a Bon Jovi radio station (laughs) like every perfect segue like even like live track to live track with like audience swells like it's like perfect. Yeah, it's
2: that's uh, that's awesome. Is there any repeats? uh, Is there any repeats like a live version and a studio version? Yeah, yeah,
1: of course there's live version studio version, but it's it's 900. It's uh, a it's a 490 songs. And right now I've got let me see here. I've got blood in the water going into stick to your guns, and then I've got down here. Uh, I want to be loved going into limitless, which goes into someday I'll be Saturday night from
0: crossroads. So, wow, you know what yeah, I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, hold <laughs> on, it's uh you know, the set list for you guys. <laughs> it is uh it is well,
1: a seventeen point four gigs and one point six days long. <laughs> It's a good
2: thing I don't have to learn all that, all those songs. <laughs> listen,
1: listen, I like Bon Jovi. Hey, we're going to do, do a day and a half show. Everybody come prepared. Dude, imagine? <laughs> well, listen, uh, not that we want to turn this into a Bon Jovi thing, but when they come to Montreal, they always go 26, 27, 28 songs. You'll go see them in whatever Saratoga Springs, New York, and they'll do a 20-song set list. And then they come to Montreal and or Toronto, and suddenly it's a three-and-a-half-hour marathon. Well, and I, I don't know. I don't know. If I've never been worse.
2: I don't know if anybody else has told you guys this, but Montreal is the loudest yeah. inside audience. Yes. Anywhere. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is unbelievable for
1: Bon Jovi and Def Leppard. That is. Yeah. It is absolutely true. And uh, having seen concerts all over the world, you know, you, yeah. you go to L.A. and people show up three songs in, and they leave, you know, five songs after. Yeah. New York, they sort of sit there and they go, "All right." Yeah, we Montreal and Quebec. Yeah.
2: And it's just yeah. But it's funny, I don't know if I told you the story, but the last time when that we played in Montreal, um the bar at the hotel closed. So me and my buddy who came from Toronto to see us and hang with me, we walked across the street to this club and we walk up to the door guy. And yeah, I think uh, you told me this.
1: He, he, he
0: was, but keep going. I, goes, goes, I don't know the story. Keep going. To, yeah. He goes,
2: uh yeah, uh, you got the wrong jacket and your buddy's got the boots. Can't come in. And I'm like, hmm. And I, I hate dropping the name. But I but he I pulled just, out I the Bon Jovi card. Yeah, I'm like, so, uh, what if I was to tell you that I just played the Bell Center with Bon Jovi? And I, me and my buddy, we just want to get a drink. And he looked at me and he goes, prove it. So I'm like, okay, you know, I only have... 500 photos of me and john on stage so i'm showing him and he's like yeah chin hits the ground he goes okay here's my card i'm like (laughs) but go on in so you gotta you gotta love when that shit happens man
0: you gotta be able to pull the bon jovi card when you can use it why not dude i usually do
2: it for my kids like oh you can't squeeze this in to get my kids a picture with santa claus
0: what if I was to
2: present an opportunity to you <laughs> when we play the T Mobile Center? <laughs> like backstage passes. You know? Oh man. Um, I don't man. do it for me, but sometimes you know, I'll get on on um I'll get off a, a speeding ticket once in a while. And it's not because I dropped the name, but the cop comes back and goes, Yeah, you're free to go. And I'm like, mm. what? And he's like,
0: Well, I googled you in the car. <laughs> Yeah, you know what happens when Mitch gets pulled over? He gets du- he gets double tickets. I get nice. double tickets. Yeah, and and they impound the car. But you know, yeah, Mitch listen. goes. But but I, I'm interviewing Phil X and the Go Go's. I, I I need to go. <laughs> double ticket. So the Go Go's. That's crazy. That's
1: awesome. I know. They're, they they uh, are. So so we've got a a a member of a band who's in a Hall of Fame right now, and a member of a band who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So this is the Hall of Fame show today. It's a Hall of Fame show. But gotta like it. So in terms of of the drills, you know, you've got 10 drummers and all that. But at some point, does it become the band that carries Phil to his 60s and 70s? Or once the whole Bon Jovi gigs over, you go start doing, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the orchestra pit at, the, at that Broadway. Like, where do you sort of see yourself well, there's nothing wrong being in the orchestra. Joel Hoekstra done it. It's, no, no, it's no,
2: weird. no. I wasn't. I was that. <laughs> I w- I was wooing, uh Broadway, but uh, <laughs> no. T- yeah, TSO man. I mean, if uh, if I'm not busy and I can go out and uh, and play guitar and feed the kids,
1: right. uh, I'm in. But do you um, want to form a band, or do you, or do you just want to be? the the guy who's in whatever shares band you know when when john retired no
2: i mean i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty picky when it comes to that you know okay. i don't i i mean i'd love the thing that we figured out with the drills is that because we did before covid the covid shutdown we were in the uk and we did eight out of 16 shows because as soon as we were done the eight they're like you gotta go home so <laughs> hmm. and just later eight show European leg we had to fly home to the lockdown so but what I did learn was you know obviously streaming is a never bothered me never bothered me that people stopped paying for music because they stream music and because they still buy tickets and merch e-packages and when you go on the road you start you know, you got to find new ways to make everything roll like a nice machine. So what we figured out was we had, um, you know, we'd have VIP packages in, in, in the UK. But I was like, how can we what can we do for the people that pay extra to come and meet the band before the show so that they don't get ticked off when we meet everybody at the merch table after. And the easy answer for that was. Let them come to soundcheck and make requests. So, you know, one one person's like, you know, uh, I want my money back, which is on volume one, and we play that, and then somebody goes, "Hi, hey, way to hell," and then we play that, and then <laughs> the photos, uh, the, the the they buy merch, we sign whatever they want, uh, but by the time the show's done and we get to the merch table, they don't care. They had a, a special performance, so. But this is the kind of thing that I mean. You really have to find something that will work, that becomes, that makes up for not selling music. So yeah,
0: you you got to kind of find a way to create a special experience right. that people are willing so, to spend their money on. You can complain
2: about it, like a lot of people do, or you can work with it. You know, so we we roll with the punches. We're that kind of band. And I and Mitch, to answer your question, I could do the drills forever. Like I really, it's my, it's my baby. You know, I write all the songs. I say what I want to say. I sing the way I want to sing. I play the way I want to play. It's just me. Now on, on uh, volume two, Dan has a song on it that he also sings. So he wrote a song and sent to me a couple of years ago and he goes, Hey man, I'm going to put out a solo record. What do you think of this track? I'm like, yeah, I don't know about your solo record. I think it's going on the new Joe's record. (laughs) So I basically stole his song. And uh I commandeered his song, let's put it that way. Mm. And uh, we tracked wow. it with Ryan McMillan. He played drums for Matchbox Twenty. We recorded it at six oh six studios in Northridge and dance sang it and we rocked that song that we played it live even before it, it's getting released. Uh we played it live in the UK and all the fans were like, Wow, this is what a great tune and dance singing and I'm up on stage and I'm I'm proud of my buddy. Man, this this is drills and I love it.
1: So- <laughs> now, just other than stealing his song, <laughs> are all the drill songs written specifically for the drills, or do you offer them to other people? Whether it's Tommy Lee or or, or somebody else's solo record or John for a, a bunch, of, jo- do you offer these songs out and then say, okay, they didn't go there. Let me rework them for the drills, or do you say I'm writing in the drill space? But don't this is drills. Don't touch. You know. Well, there's a um, there's a couple of songs actually that that got released
2: by tommy lee so um when he did uh tommy land the ride i had written a song and tommy pulled the dan on me mm. i sent because the, the song's called tired and I, the first lyric in the course is tired uh, tommy got tired of pamela and it goes on like puffy got tired of j-lo and all this stuff right nice <laughs> so but i sent it to him because i thought he'd get a kick out of it and he's going dude we got to do this song on the record i'm like what wait, what, what, wait, what? <laughs> so we, we ended up doing that. So and it was great, you know. That was uh because that record I went went gold. So I got and he gave me a hundred percent of the song. Oh wow, uh, which was an incredible Christmas present when I got that check. Um so but and later on there's a song that talk you off the ledge is on a drills record, but we also did it on Tommy's uh the the second Methods of Mayhem record, hmm. which was the last solo record he put out, that was a, a band thing, and but it was changed to talk me off the ledge, so I submitted two songs. There was a ballad called Um, Blame. So there's three songs that I wrote that Tommy uh, recut. Um, I never re- never released Blame, and I think we might jam tired sometime. It's a great tune. Nice. Um, the I haven't written. I think John and I, our writing situation, our writing, is so much different. You know, I think I write very tongue-in-cheeky. There's a a sense of comedy sometimes, Um, not to the you know the Steel Panther, uh, to that depth, but um, you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, a lot of wordplay and interpretive. I love interpretive lyrics because when you write something and somebody walks up to you and says, what'd you mean by that? And I'm like, what did you think I meant? And they tell me something and I'm like, that's actually better than what I meant, thanks. <laughs> because that's, <laughs> it's interpretive. Um, John writes every, every word that he writes is meant to be that word. There's no reading between the lines, it's a punch in the face and this mm. is what I mean and this is what you get. So um it's very different and he likes the drills man he, he you know he listened to some stuff and he goes wow this is this is really good and then he goes hmm you're a hockey champion of the world <laughs> i could never sing that and i'm
1: like you're totally right <laughs>
2: yeah
1: right well, let me argue, ask you about that. i can't argue with that yeah. how, how important are your vocals and your backing vocals to the bon jovi thing these days when you when you're doing 2020 or this house is uh, this house is not for sale because you know th- 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 those dual harmonies have always been a trademark Bon Jovi thing. Yeah, they really
2: are. But it, it's uh, the stuff on the the current recordings is more of it's not like uh, sometimes you hear David Bryan singing under John and sometimes you hear me uh, and then when we go live everybody's singing. It's a very vocal band. Mm-hmm. so um but yeah but, but doing the classic stuff i it's for me it's i get chills still i still get goosebumps when we play living on a prayer yeah. and it's been over 200 times now but it's it's a song of my youth so i remember you know one year in my younger days i'm screaming at the top of my lungs in a club when the song comes on and th- now i'm on stage singing it for real with the band so with the guy. That's yeah. That's that's definitely a uh, a a bonus of of being in the situation, um, you know. And then we do, you know. I people always like, dude, I didn't I didn't know you were in Bon bunch, Obi. That's crazy. That's awesome. Do you sing Wanted? Do you sing the Richie lines? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's, I do that. <laughs> and it's 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 killer too. When we were in Toronto, my mom was in the audience, and and John was like, hey, you you want to sing the second verse tonight? Of one dead or alive for your mom. I'm like, that would be awesome. And then my mom is
0: beaming, you know, so it's. And crazy. then my mom's pissed because she came to see John, not me. Yeah, right? <laughs> she says, Who,
2: whose idea was that?
0: <laughs> I've heard him I know, he all whole the life growing up. Now I, now I gotta hear him in the arena. God damn it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that was me. I used to drive my parents crazy, but they were so supportive. I mean,. Mm. I think that's what it's all about. I think it's being supportive. You know, my my dad always wanted me to be a musician, but then when I wanted to be professional or when I wanted to get in, instead of going to college, get in a van with a couple of other guys and play, you know, anywhere within a 500 kilometer radius. And and, uh, he's like, I go, hey, you wanted me to be a musician. Yeah, but I didn't want you to be a professional. Oh, you just want me to be the life of the party, but I I, I want to be the life of a big party.
0: Right. right. Yeah. No, not the backyard party. I want to be the party there. Right. Record. Right. See 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 our, our, our dear Jeremy has
1: his own aspirations. He he's starting his own solo record right now, so he wants to be the life
0: of the big party too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, play? Can't, I can't wait to sell all twenty albums to my aunties and uncles.
2: <laughs> do you play or sing? I do it, it all. Everything, I'm doing everything. Yeah. Wait, you're recording all the instruments? Yes. Mm-hmm. Drums and everything. Drums
0: yeah. and everything. I'm I'm pulling a Wolfgang Van Halen, dude. If that's you uh,
1: awesome. if you ever check his uh, Jeremy White YouTube, he's got uh, Shania Twain songs, uh, Def Leppard songs, and uh, other bands, and it's just it's all him. Everything. The recording, see, the this, processing, the drums, the everything. See, I I'm I'm really good at
2: everything except drums, and the I love drums. Yeah, I, I just love drums too. Suck! I can't play drums.
1: Do, but, uh, are any of the drill songs like just you drums and everything? Like, do you? No, no, no. I can't. can't done that?
2: I, I can't play drums. Not at all.
0: Fine. No. Oh, I okay. Can't. You I, got a I, drum kit I mean, behind you. Look at it, it's collecting dust. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm, I'm saying. we practicing.
2: <laughs> but then, no, the thing is, I set it up because my my because Tico gave a, a little uh, junior DW kit to to my son when he was five for Christmas. So I'm setting up the big kit so i can show them i can sh- i can play beats and stuff i just couldn't get through a drill song because it's so manic
0: yeah like everything is nice power too and you, you know if, yeah when, when you have a drummer like that it's like you know if you're too focused on the song you can't get into the song so right. if, if you're constantly worried about you know oh, am i doing this right It's you know
2: no but the thing is is if the finesse is lost on me mm. and, and that's because are you like robotic because you're, because there, you're there like... because i can't dance but I mean, how do how do I compete with Tico Torres and Liberty DeVito? Forget it. But this, the thing is, is even even um, like so. Dan was there on most of the recordings, but I recorded Liberty in New York and I recorded uh, Tico in Vegas. So I played bass on that and did all the background vocals. And but as I'm listening to the songs as they're getting they're getting ready to go get mixed, I'm like, you know, Dan, I'm gonna send you these two sessions because. It's not right without your bass and your backgrounds. You know, I feel like it's a. Uh, I wanted to be a team. I wanted to be. Plus, Dan has this amazing feel. Like we play with so many drummers, and I always say that Dan is the glue, between me and any drummer. He just makes everything hmm. suck in really tight. And hmm. me, I sound, when I try to groove with Tico, I'm I'm trying to be in the pocket and but it's it tends to sound a little robotic and uh dan just sounds like a a really smooth and groovy human being Mm. and i'd rather i'd rather but people like hey man it's just bass i'm like (laughs) yeah just (laughs) program it in pro tools
1: oh no one's gonna notice it's all it's all the pieces all the pieces you know (laughs) give it a pro tools treatment oh my god but hey You know, listen. So, so when does the album officially come out? When does uh, "Stupid Good Looking Things" Volume Two actually hit the shelves? We're hoping
2: on the summer. We don't have an actual date.
1: Is is it delayed because of COVID
2: or just because of choice? No, pretty much, pretty much delayed by. But I'm glad it got delayed because we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna make it ten songs, and I feel like, I feel like, I have so much to say that I'm super excited about letting it all out there, you know, cause there are so many songs that can't even get on this record, even though that's 10 that have been written and recorded. I just, I'm, I'm I'm choosing what I want to say. Like there's a song called broken arrow, the one that Liberty played on. And I wrote it right after my wife and I found out about Chris Cornell passing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's deep. That's a deep, topic for the drills uh but the song i feel like it i needed to talk about it and um it was i think you know i i I tend to pat myself on the back sometimes (laughs) i found i found a really poetic way to um and it's asking questions it's like if you could talk to somebody after i want to ask did you make the right decision you know and um, what, what would what would they say? So this is kind of a play on on, on that. Hmm. So that song, I can't wait for you guys to hear it too because it's very musically inspired by Chris Cornell and Soundgarden yeah. and stuff like that. And Send Liberty, it over, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, Liberty is such, like we met on the Hired Gun set and he's such an amazing drummer. Like you realize what he brought to Billy Joel when you get into a room, play a couple of chords and he starts playing drums. He's like 60 something and playing like a young on fire buck, you know, like it's <laughs> unbelievable. And I, and they swing it and the hands go on. I'm like, you still got it.
0: I love this guy.
2: <laughs> so when I asked him to play on it and he said, sure. Um, and it was funny cause we, we, we recorded at the power station sandwiched between two sold out, Madison Square Garden Bon Jovi shows.
1: Damn, and Speaking of, yeah, right. And, uh, but but speaking of which, by the way, the uh, that tour you were gonna do with Brian Adams was like my my wet dream tour, and it fucking got canceled.
2: I, like, I got yeah. so bummed out, dude. I couldn't wait to see not only to hear Brian Adams sing every night, no, but, but Keith Scott and Keith Mickey Scott Curry play play guitar every night. I would have been there. And it's that funny because good. that when that was still on, and we were. In the UK, I was doing press while on the road, and they're like, so what's the difference, man, you know? uh, You're out with the drills, and in June, you're out with Bon Jovi. I'm like, seriously? What? (laughs) Right now, I'm in a van and sharing hotel rooms. (laughs) <laughs> playing in front of 150 to 300 people every night
1: and in june it's jets and arenas so you know it's just it it's just little funny because everybody little. was like the stadium tour the stadium tour and i was like no, no. bon jovi brian adams
0: that was the one i was looking forward to r- reckless
1: yeah. and slippery when wet <laughs> step back, back. back that's that's Dude, it i would have
0: gone to every <laughs> show on that run if i could man like <sighs> that was I was fact, so excited they should have just done a
1: an album tour. Like Brian does all of reckless plus a few others, and John just does all of slippery. It would have just been a, you know, yeah, get Cinderella gonna... to open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that
0: anyway. would have been epic. <laughs> would have been epic uh, anyway, totally anyway. Mitch, if I that guess... tour gets rebooked, we're gonna have to finagle in all access. We'll go on. The, we'll go to every show. That's right. We'll get a god pass. We'll talk to Keith Scott. Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> but uh, there we go. Listen, we 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 have to. uh Move along to the go go, so we have to go go. But always a pleasure, and
0: we—I I love we the feel. the drums—we
1: got, <laughs> got, we we got, got the beat. We got the beat. That's great stuff. All right, listen, you got the beat with Liberty, Kenny, Ray, Tommy, and all the other guys. So yeah.
2: you got the beat sure. too. Yeah. See, I don't have to play drums. Listen no. to that
0: list. When you when you got those people in your phone, it's like, okay, who am I going to call? Okay, yeah, Tommy, got him. You know, yeah. Why, I wouldn't <laughs> want to play drums if I had Tommy Lee. Come on. Dude, he, uh, and you know
2: what, he, he so brought it. He, is like, uh, on YouTube, I was putting out stuff more consistently when, when lockdown went down, because on YouTube, which is my channel is X 1111 hmm. And uh, I put up, I started putting up, this is what I played on this record, and this is what I played on this record. And I also put up a, a like a mini doc uh, of what it would be like playing with different drummers. So, The episode was Taylor Hawkins and Tommy Lee. It's about 14 minutes long. And I I want to do more of those. But these two guys, you see Taylor, the way he plays, and you see what he brings. And then Tommy and all the comments on that video are like, Tommy Lee bringing it. Holy shit. Like he's on
0: fire. I really think Tommy Lee is a super underrated drummer. People don't give him the credit that he deserves enough. You listen to some of the stuff, you know, like Rattlesnake shake and the groove on that stuff. It's oh, yeah, the dude is so good. Unbelievable. Steve,
1: even even the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't recognize Motley Crue. And they, they changed the way videos were made. They, they changed the way concerts were presented. So Their much. songs are enduring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and not to badmouth any of the people that we're talking to later but if you compare yeah.
2: right <laughs> but the th- you know it's funny though too cuz i remember going to see a, a montley Cruz show and they stole the laser introduction from triumph Oh Sport Kings tour. So this uh-huh. bald guy—it's a big laser bald head—talking. Hey, are you ready to do this? And it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs>
0: there you go. And and he froze at that point. And he but froze that, exactly and they at put, that wait, point. Wait, but
2: then they took the, the green laser bald head and they put a—they put a pink spiky wig on the bald guy. And then he said the exact same thing, about
1: about Motley Crue. Mm. That's fun. And, but then of course, kiss on whatever tour they took the Motley Crue uh, cranes from the end. You know, listen, people, do it, <laughs> the way yeah, it goes.
2: Man, it's, it's rock and roll, man. Everybody borrows from everybody, but Songs, nobody steals from Bon Jovi. Stuff.
0: They're
1: an original. Exactly. An original.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, I think LA guns invented all of this. So everybody else is <laughs> knocking them off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the drills this summer, everybody. Make sure you go get it. It's going to be awesome. Volume two, man. Stupid good lookings. All right. So yes, merci beaucoup, as we say in Montreal. Thank you. Yeah. Always Phil, a it was pleasure. Awesome to meet you, man. Uh, we'll see each other online. Absolutely, guys. Take care and good luck with your uh, project, Jeremy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'll definitely send you some of the stuff to check out. Uh, okay.
2: Thanks, guys. Cool. Cheers. See, see you later. Now.